0: Serve, let's just bow our hearts to Him today, Father. We just come to you, Lord, once again. So thankful to pause for a minute in this midweek, Lord, and just give honor and glory to you to worship you in spirit and truth. And Lord, we just ask, Father, you just help us once again today, Lord. And these thoughts that are upon our heart and things, Lord, we just ask, Lord, you bring anointing to them, Lord. And Lord, we know the anointing is what breaks the yoke, and Lord, we I want the yoke of Satan to be broken in lives tonight, Lord. Hearts to believe for the impossible and to see you move, Lord, like you have before. Because we know you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. We just commit this service to you, Lord, everything to be said and done for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse, verse 1. We um, have another family that's moved into Minden and has become a part of our church and wants to come and put their licks of fire with us. And So tonight, we want to welcome Brother Nathan and Sister Casey, amen, here with us, amen, yeski with us, their children, all of them. I don't know how many children they have. I haven't actually got to meet all of them yet, too. I don't see Sister Casey here, but maybe she's in the nursery, amen, but we want to make them all welcome and so glad they're here with us to... Come together, amen, as one stick by itself on fire is not much, but you get a lot of sticks together, and you have a bonfire, amen, and so and so we're thankful for each one that comes and puts their liquor fire together, so God bless you today. We just pray that God will bless them in every way as they walk together with us in these last few moments of time, amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, and also Luke chapter 1 and verse 26, It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26 says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth. A virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And angel and the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this must be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come unto thee. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Uh, I'd like to speak to you this evening on a thought on it is the season for faith. Amen. It's not that faith goes in and out of season, but it is the time to believe. Amen. And I, I believe if there ever was a time upon the face of this earth to believe right now is the time to believe. Amen. You know, I was looking at something Brother Random said about a doctor he visited. He said, this doctor said, I studied to be a minister. I studied for four years, and I became an agnostic. That's kind of interesting, ain't it? Studied to be a minister and become an agnostic. I just threw it all up, and I said, there's nothing to any of it. He said, I studied Muhammad, and they had virgin births. I studied Buddha, and they had virgin births. Then here's the Bible, and I said, just a minute, doctor. I said, you're trying to compare error with truth. That's right. I said, one of them is ridiculous and the other is sublime. That's right. They can't prove one thing. Muhammad can't prove it. He said, I visited the grave of most all of those founders, but where where is Jesus buried today? I said, he rose again. He said, how do you know that they didn't just steal him away? I said, he rose again. How do you know? He liveth now. Where? Where? In my heart, that's right, I said, the trouble of it is, Doctor, in the Garden of Eden, there was two trees. one was knowledge and one was faith. One was life, amen, and one was the death of one was death of knowledge, and the other was the life by faith. And as long as they eat by faith of this tree, all right, they lived. But when they got on this tree on this other tree of knowledge, he died, the first bite he took, he separated himself from God. And man continually has been biting off that tree. And every time he takes a bite by knowledge, he destroys himself. God destroys nothing, but man destroys himself through knowledge. He says, look, he bit himself off some gunpowder and he kills he bit himself off of the, that tree, an automobile, and has killed more than all the wars put together, knowledge by eating off of that tree. He's gotten himself a hydrogen bomb and nuclear bombs now, and I wonder what he's going to do with that seed. But the trouble of it is, these people, they figure up so much on this tree of knowledge that when they can't figure it out any longer, they just say, bosh, with all of it. How many knows what that means? I never heard that saying before. Bosch actually means all of this is nonsense or foolish talk. So if they can't figure it out any longer, they say it's just all nonsense. He said, listen, in the name of the Lord, listen. How I many thanks we ought to listen right there? When you can't figure it out anymore, that is the time to believe. Amen. When you can't figure it out anymore, that is the time to believe. It's like someone going to swim. And as long as you got your feet on the ground, all right, you can jump around, you can splash, but it's when you step off in the deep, then it's time to swim. It's where you can't figure it out. That's when you have to believe from there on. Amen. Figure out as much as you can, but when you can't figure out anymore, then from right there, start believing and believe only. You say, well, I went to the doctor and the doctor says I got a tumor and he says he can't do anything for me and it's done went all the way through me. It's malignant. I can't do nothing for you. You go to another doctor. He can't do nothing before you. It's done. Then from right there start believing. Start believing. Believe right there and say Lord Jesus they can't do nothing but I'm coming to you and then God will move on the scene. See faith Faith is something that you have to believe it's there when nothing else will declare it's there but faith. Amen. Many times your senses will not declare it's there. It would not declare healing is there or deliverance is there or salvation is there. But faith, amen, is something that you can take that can declare it even though you can't see it with your eyes, you can't feel it with your feelings, you can't you can't look around and see it or, or know it's there by any of your senses, but by faith you say it is there because I have something to believe. And what do we believe? We don't believe man's eye ideas. Our faith is not on man's ideas or man's creeds or man's dogma. Our faith is upon the word of God. Amen. That's where true faith lies. Now, amen, you can have faith in a tree, but that tree can die. You can have faith in whatever. You can have faith in your car and get in it today and go down the road and it kill on you right there before you get to mending. You can have faith in a lot of things that can, that can fall away, but there's something that you can have faith with, faith in that'll never fall away or never not come to pass or never fail, but it'll be steady and a firm foundation that no matter what you see or what you feel or what you don't see or what you don't feel, you can still believe anyhow because what God's word declared it and is there even though we can't declare it in our senses, but we can declare it by faith because we know His word will not fail. Amen. It will fulfill that what is sent to do. Amen. He that in the Bible, you know, we said, no, it says he that cometh to God was believed that he is. And it is impossible to please God without faith. You can't please him if you don't have faith. See, God allows you many times to come down to the end of the rope when you can't figure it out no more to see what you're going to do there. He allows you to come to those places in your life that the doctor can't help you or your, your finances can't help you no more. Or this, that, and the other can't do nothing for you. You can't do nothing for yourself. It's all re- it's all done as far as humanly declarations can say. But we'll God brings you to those places, so you, He wants to see how you are going to go from there. If you're going to step off the tree of knowledge and step onto the tree of life, Amen. I believe there's a people that's living on that tree of life. They're living on the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word and what He has spoken this hour, Amen. We're not living, we're not believing, Amen. The words of a, just the words of a seventh grade Kentuckian. It goes beyond that, Amen. It's been vindicated from on high, Amen. God himself came down and said amen to the words that we believe. Therefore, we can stand upon the word no matter what is going on around us. Amen. Many of you people have faith, you know, Brother Brown said it this way, in your doctors. And he said, you should have. If you got a doctor, he said, now if something gets wrong with you, you go to that old faithful doctor you believe in, that's what you should do. That's good. And you submit your case to him. But if he says you should go to the hospital, you don't do a thing, but you maybe go home and pack a few clothes and go to the hospital you don't necessarily argue with him if you believe him if you got faith in that doctor he said that if he doesn't decide what you to go to the hospital but he would think you just need a prescription and he gives you a sack full of pills and you'll swallow them and you don't even know what those pills are going to do many times but you got faith in that doctor he said how about god How about God, if you're scared to swallow some of the gospels, amen, that he gives you? By his stripes, you are healed. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Swallow it and see what happens. Amen, swallow it and see what kind of effect. Amen, it'll have an effect in your life. See, it's a confidence. You show what confidence you have in your doctor by taking the medicine he subscribes. Now, I know we got a lot of know-it-alls, Amen man who knows more than a doctor and they'll go to a doctor and say, well, he don't even know what he's talking about. Why you go to the doctor to begin with? Amen. You go there to try to get help. You don't go there to find out if he's stupider than you are. You go there to find out if he knows more than you know. <laughs> amen. If he knows, amen, what that symptom may indicate or what, what that, that look may be or what that feel may be. Amen. He studied, he's studied. Uh, he's given himself. So you go there to, uh, because you should have faith. Amen. It takes faith to go to a doctor. Yeah, it does. It takes faith to go. And it sure takes faith to take what he gives you because with what it gives you has side effects and there's, there's the things that it does to your body that you have to do the good and you get the evil with it. It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So there's good with it and there's evil with it. There's there's the good that it does and there's the evil that it does. But you, you take it because you have faith in what he said. But how much more should we have faith in what God said? Because God does not have no evil side effects. His word does not have one evil side effect or one bad effect in your life matter of fact it's nothing but good if you'll swallow the word of God and let it go into your body into the spiritual man and begin begin to ruminate on that and allow it to affect your life it only has good effects it's not good and evil, it's only good. Amen. Swallow it and see what happens. See, it's a confidence you show. What confidence you have in your doctor by taking his medicine, That's, that you don't know what it is. You show your confidence in the doctor by submitting yourself to an operation. That proves your confidence in the doctor, but when it comes to Christ, many times we're scared to take him at his word. Come on now. And, and, and this Dr. Jesus ain't lost one case. <laughs> hey, listen, you can go to a doctor, and I, I believe in doctors, and I'm thankful for doctors. I, I'm thankful that God's given them the wisdom that he's given them this day. Honestly, I wouldn't have wanted to go to a doctor 100 years ago or 150 years ago, and they thought they had to bleed you to death or bleed, you know, what all the, the stuff they, they had tried to, I'm glad they've learned to where they're at right now. Amen. It's quite amazing what they can do in the time that we live in, but there's a point that your doctor can only take you so far. Amen. Amen. But see, when it comes to an operation, there's many of them that have made the wrong moves. There's many of them that's that's done things and many of them malpractice and, and done things on purpose and killed people. Come on now. There's many of them though that in their own wisdom and knowledge, they tried to do their best they can and they slipped or in surgery or something happened and they lost patience or the surgery didn't do no good. But this doctor, Jesus has not lost one patient. He has not misjudged one case. He has not misdiagnosed one case. He he knows exactly what is going on in your life. And he knows exactly what it will take to, to heal that in your life. He knows exactly. But when the healing or the pill comes, the gospel comes, it's up to you to take it. Amen, it's up to you to believe that's not just Timothy Pruitt or Tim Pruitt or, or Joe Adams or Aaron Oglesby or whoever stands in this pulpit. That is a gospel that is being given to me and if I'll take it in my life, it'll heal me of my disease. It'll heal me of what I'm going through. <laughs> We've said it many times before and Brother Tim's used this analogy before but it's worth repeating. With animals... Brother Tim was one of the best I've ever seen at diagnosing goats. You know, you could pull their eyelids back, and they'd be pale and it's got worms. Tim, they go pull up so much mLs of sidectin and give this, and go get, get pull this shot up and do this. And so I'd go do it. You know, I'd go grab that goat, chase that goat down, or find it on the stand somewhere, and grab a hold of his neck and pull it around, open his mouth, and push that right down. That goat didn't have one choice whatsoever. It was going to take that medicine. Uh, because I had decided, or Brother Tim had decided, this is what it needed, this is what the problem is, this is what it's got to have. And so you grab a hold of the goat and you just put it right down its old throat and you just push it in or you pull a shot, put it in this muscle or under the skin, however it's, however it's to be given. And, and it, didn't have, it, you could, it couldn't say, I, I don't want that today. I, I don't feel like that's what I need. I, I, want, I want a second opinion. There wasn't no second opinions. I, you know, it was, I was the only opinion. That was the only, they, they couldn't say no. But that's the difference between you and a goat. You can hear the gospel and you can say, well, I want a second opinion. I, I just don't know if that'll do what I need. I, I just don't know if that's what, what's important for me right now. And if you're not careful, you allow what can heal you go right by you. What can deliver you if you're not taking, because us as ministers, we we can lay it out there, we can put it before you, but we cannot grab you by the neck, open your mouth and shove it down your throat. It don't work that way, it's by faith. Amen, Amen. Amen. by believing, that is the truth, and therefore I'm gonna accept it as the truth for my situation, and I know God will move for me. (laughs) He said, if you could submit your case to Jesus Christ tonight, Just as you submit your case to the doctor, come on now, give me anything you want, Lord. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, Listen, if you're sick enough, you go to the doctor, you say, give me anything you got. Amen. You know, most people don't believe in doctors ain't never been sick. Come on, I, I, I've heard it preached even in message circles uh, around overseas, especially especially in China about, the, you know, if you, you went to a doctor, it meant you didn't have faith. And, and they preached that until they got sick and they needed to go to the doctor. Yeah. Then they realized they needed a doctor. And so all of a sudden it ain't the same anymore. But I, I believe they ought to live by what they preach. Amen, there was people that lost children, lost little babies and things because they wouldn't take them to the doctor because of what this man preached. But when this man got in that situation, he got sick enough, he went to the doctor. He ought to live by what he preached. Amen, but listen, you have to submit, give me anything you want to, Lord. And listen, that's the way we ought to come. That's what real faith is, whatever it is. If, it's, if I need to humble, let it be a humble pill. If I need to bow down and, and worship you, give me one of those pills. If I need to ask for forgiveness, give me that pill, Lord. Whatever it is, I want to take it. I need help. You're the doctor on the case. Then you can have victory. Then you got faith that overcomes He said, you'll never hunt another prayer line. You'll never hunt nothing else. You'll have it right there. It'll be settled. You'll never jump from church to church to see if this one's got it, that one's got it. uh, They haven't got it. You got it then. When you got the faith, you got the victory. He said, i tell you what we need today in America and what we need to do in this tabernacle is to let Dr. Jesus come in and perform an operation on our faith. Amen. Perform an operation on our faith. The doctor tells you you got a little appendix. It's all poison. It ought to come out. You got this or you got something else wrong. It's got to come out. What he takes out is out so the rest of you can function right. That's what's the matter with our faith. We're afraid to let God take his operating word, his knife sharper than any two edged sword, and operate us and tell us that our little fandango and our humbugging around is wrong and we got to turn loose of every shadow and say, towards God's eternal promise as hard as we go. Jesus will perform an operation of our faith. He'll take away all doubt. He'll take away all fear. He'll take away all worry. He'll take everything out of there that's not supposed to be there. When our faith is clearly operated on, we will come out a new creature, different. Can you trust Jesus for an operation? (coughs) Excuse me. Can you trust Jesus for an operation? Can you trust him and believe in him? And can you say, Lord God, at thy word. It's a gospel, at thy word. You know, his disciples in St. Mark 5, they said, we sang all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, Lord, at thy word, I will let down the net. Amen, they believe what he said, Lord. I'm a, I'm a fisherman I know this you know Peter uh, Peterson maybe said I know the signs the moon everything I know they're they're biting when they're not I, I know when they're in schools when they're not I, I, I've i sained all night and here in the council of doctors here with me Dr. Fisherman we know our trade we've searched the stream all night we've taken nothing but at thy word I'll let down the net because the chief surgeon said so the chief doctor said to do it and they, enclo- they was enclosed with such a multitude of fish until their nets begin to break. Why? Faith is a victory. There might not have been any one fish in that water, but when God said it, he'll create a fish there. Hallelujah. He'll put them there no matter what your senses declare. Come on, somebody. When he said, by my stripes you're healed, amen, he will put healing there no matter what your senses say. If you'll take him at his word and say, at thy word, I'm putting
1: down the net.
0: So there may not be a chance you'll live. You may be dying with cancer. You may be bound to a wheelchair. You may be totally blind. I don't know what your trouble is. But if you'll take chief doctor's subscription, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and ye shall have it. Hallelujah, that's what's written on the outside of your bottle. Amen. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. And believe that faith will overcome any difficult that is there. You may be so burdened with sin until your soul as smutty as can be. You may have tried to get rid of that ill temper and that slandering tongue and that gospel gossip on the telephone. You might have tried every remedy you know how. But if you'll just let Jesus Christ come in tonight, He will operate on your faith and give you a faith that'll climb beyond anything the world could ever ever produce, faith is the victory, how could you doubt, how could we doubt in the time that we're living in, when we see the signs that are appearing all around us, we see what's been written on here for thousands of years, being fulfilled right here before our eyes, we see visions that were given back in 1933, they're being fulfilled right, one right after another, <laughs> but see, that's a problem with a lot of people. They tried to figure it all out. And when they got down to their figuring and they couldn't figure them no more, instead of believing anyway, they went into doubt and unbelief. Yeah, and then it led into doubting what a prophet said and doubting he even visited about an angel, doubting that an angel even knew what he was talking about, wow. doubting that there was anything happened down through the ages, doubting that Jesus was even born. Doubtless even was a God or is a God. Amen. It goes, it's a it's a bottomless pit. But when Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, His presence is moving among us, His great Holy Spirit is in this building. The word promised, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. It was a promise by the doctor. Amen. <laughs> God has to keep his word. He, When he promised he would do these things, God is solemnly obligated to do what he said. So that's where our faith has to rest. It cannot rest on anything else. If your faith is resting on feelings, so if your feelings is up, your faith is up. If your feelings is down, your faith is down if it's resting upon your sight, as long as you see good things and your faith is seeing good things. Or if you see the storm around you, then that's all your faith can see. But if your faith is resting on the word, the word stays in that position. It doesn't go down. It doesn't go up. It stays solid. Amen. And as long as it's resting upon what he said, then it doesn't matter if your feelings are up or down or your sight's up or down or or your hearing's up or down. That matters not anymore. Amen. Because there's a faith that is resting upon the word. What we see is that we read about Mary (laughs) and we're in the season of this. Of course, we don't believe that Jesus was born at Christmas Day. That's just a day that had been set aside for his birth. And we know how they commercialized it and all that. Not going to get into all that. But we know that he was born as a lamb. And no doubt in the springtime. Brother Branham held this all the way through his ministry. And, and he said as the spring sun was rising into Judean skies. And Mary started walking down the street with a little water pot on her arm. And he said, her little mind was thinking of the day before how they went to the synagogue and they'd heard the priest, the rabbi preach a sermon. And now he talked of how he explained to the people how they got settled in the land and how they got there and what they all went through and the promises that God had made to their father Abraham hundreds of years before that they would inherit that land and how when God had made the promise, he would not go back on one promise. And that they had come through the Red Sea as a dry ground and how that before that, that God had taken them out of the hands of the enemy and how God loves to take his children out of the hands of the enemy. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good sermon so far. He loves to take his children out of the hands of the enemy. I'll tell you what, I, I just wanted to shout when I heard that because I, I see a lot of cancer that's got, our, got God's children and I believe God's gonna take them out of the hands of the enemy. I see a lot of diseases, a lot of sin, a lot of things. that has got God's children and he takes them out of the hand of the enemy by great signs and wonders and, and he fed them in the wilderness for 40 years. What a great God they had. But at the end of the message, he ruined everything he said because he said these great days of Jehovah dealing with people like that, it isn't necessary no more. (laughs) <laughs> we, we got the same rabbis in this day too. And they get up and they say, well, this is not the season of miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Rabbis in the message pulpit. This is not the season of miracles. Well, let me tell you something, what the prophet said. He said, if it's if it, the, the season of miracles, if it's not the season of miracles, then the, if, the, if it's not the day of miracles, then it's not the day of God. Because right. yeah. right. God is a miracle. So miracles are always in season. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Healing is always in season. Amen. Deliverances is always in season because it's in God. Amen. It's in his word and his word will not be unfulfilled. It will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish that what it's said to do. Amen. So he said these Great days of Jehovah dealing with people like that wasn't necessary no more. They become settled down in their homeland. They didn't exactly need miracles no more. They had good doctors for their sickness. They were better off. They had homes. They didn't need God of miracles anymore. But somehow that didn't satisfy Joseph and Mary. Somehow something on the inside, you know, they'd be, were to be engaged. Uh, they were engaged to be married soon. And, and you know, as the custom was, after the service was over, they would go to their home, to the home there, and she would come over. And, and they would sit on the porch there and would talk about things. And they'd look across the hill where he was building a house for them. And, you know, he's a carpenter, and so he, he would try to get all the doors to fit exactly right and the windows to fit exactly right. Because he was building a special place for his bride. And you know, the windows had to be plumb and the door had to work operate, operate right and all these things. And they was talking about all the things and the colors and this, that, and the other. Then their thoughts started going towards what had been spoken. And he said, Mary said, you know, since I heard that rabbi say that, that this great God has brought us here and made us who we are, but he doesn't do things for us like he did then. I've been thinking for a long time that if that, that, this God was as great in the days of our father as he was in the days of our grandfather, why isn't he just the same great God today? Amen. Brother Randall said, that's good thinking right there. Amen, because if he was God back then, he's still the same today. If he did miracles back then, he still does miracles today. If he healed back then, he still heals today. Or he's not God. And let's just fold it up and go home. But he is God. She goes back in the house. She picks out a scroll and she comes back and it's Isaiah. She opens it up and it just happens to follow Isaiah 9, 6. I love how he describes this scene. I, I, I'm sorry. maybe No, I ain't sorry. I believe you probably saw it all played out. And he and he tells says we'll read some scriptures of just wherever God will lead us. And she picked it up, and he turned it over the scroll and began reading out of Isaiah nine six. Under us a son is born, under us a child is given. And she looks over there with her lovely soft eyes and said to her husband to be, "What do you think the prophet was speaking of?" He said, well, Mary, I I believe you were speaking of the Messiah that's to come. And that's why we keep our bloodstream clean and we don't mix with other nations because someday God's going to send a Messiah among us. So the next morning as she's walking down the road, she's thinking about these things and she's pondering upon them and and wondering how these things will all be. And as, as she's walking, she begins to feel this warm feeling around her. I felt that before myself. Feeling this warm feeling around her. You know, it's usually when you're thinking about God and and you're keeping him on your mind, that's when God comes close to us. Amen. He said, I think that's one of the troubles of the people today. We have too many other things in our mind. Even when we come to a service, we seem to think, well, if I don't get this or if I'm not prayed for, if this don't, if this don't, we got to just let all of that go and start thinking about God. He's preaching to the Angelus Temple and he says this Angelus Temple is thirsting for an outbreak of the Holy Spirit. I wonder how many hands would go up and say, I'm thirsting for that same thing. I read that today, I said, I'm thirsting for that same thing. An outbreak of the Holy Spirit Amen, he said, I believe that God will let it happen. He said, let's just be positive in our thinking. Let's believe that this night, a revival will break. Come on somebody, let's believe that this night, God will do exceedingly above and beyond what we can think or he can do tonight. Don't take no for an answer. Come on now, don't take no for an answer. Don't take Sunday for an answer. Don't take another day for an answer. Amen, if we, when we begin to think on these things, you will begin to create an atmosphere around you. That's why it is the time to believe because believers, when they begin to believe in possible situations through impossible things, it begins to create an atmosphere around them that God can do what he said he would do. And She was thinking on this and she raised her eyes and she thought she saw maybe a little flicker and she thought... uh, what was that? And she drops her little head again and pulls her shawl up over her shoulders and she went on. What did Isaiah 9, 6 mean? Listen to this statement. When God puts something on a person's heart, he's ready to do something. Whew. Mercy, Jesus. That's the reason he's ready to give This place, an outbreak of the Spirit of God because it's on our hearts. Come on now. Amen. It's because it's on our hearts and as she thought on these things and while she raised her head again, she felt real strange and thought, wow, what is going on? He said, I just love to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. It just gives me blessed assurance. You don't always see it, but it's there anyhow. And as she's moving along, she raises her head again. And there stood that great light before her. Perhaps the same pillar of fire that led the children of Israel. Come walking from that light came an archangel, Gabriel. And he said, Hail Mary. That means to stop. Blessed art thou among the women. He said it's hard telling what the other women where they were at perhaps thinking about the washing they had to do or some task or something they had to do tomorrow. Brother Timothy, it's Christmas. I've got still a lot of shopping to do. You already thought about that, ain't you? I forgot to get the sour cream. <laughs> All kinds of things are going through our minds. But if we'll keep him on our minds, something will take place. Amen, if we keep thinking on him and how great he is and how marvelous, marvelous he is and how wonderful and how amazing and how powerful and how he answers prayer and how he, how he touches hearts. I've seen him do it over here and I've seen him do it over there so I know he's still that kind of God. I've seen him provide for this one so I know if he if he provided for that one he's my provider too. I've seen him heal that one so I know if he healed he's my healer too. Amen. Things begin to change when you start thinking about Him. That's why the devil is always trying to keep our minds on something else. We come, we make all the effort, we drive miles, we go, we beat ourselves trying to get off of work and we get here and we're so tired and sleepy sometimes or, or this thing's on our mind and we got that going on. What is it? He is trying to get our minds on something instead of on his appearing, instead of his, instead of him coming where he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be. I wonder if there's any Mary's that's been thinking about that today. I wonder if there's anybody that says, you know what, tonight's Wednesday night. I believe God God can move in such a marvelous way and it'll change hearts forever and the presence of God will fall in our midst like never before and healings will take place and it'll not only fall in this place but people are hearing on stream and they'll watch it and healing will take place in their living room. It'll take place on their treadmill. It'll take place wherever they are. Why? Because of Mary began to get something on her mind. Other than her Christmas dinner or her Christmas present or this, that, and the other. (coughs) Amen. She saw this great angel, it startled her, came close to her and saluted her and gave her a message. That was a hard message for her to believe. A little virgin girl gonna receive a child? That was more outstanding and hard to believe than anything he had ever given to anyone. Sounds like the Mary of today, believing for a body change. A rapture. Not just one an Enoch, not just a change as Elijah would take a chariot, no, a rapture of a bride around the world. Amen. Uh, Mary believing that something's about to take place. Something is going to go, something is going to happen. Something is happening and and and, and it was a hard thing for this little girl to believe. Six months before he had met with Zacharias and the the priest in the temple, a priest, a preacher who should know the words, who, who should know an angel when he sees an angel, who should believe when he hears him speak to him. But he doubted him. And from his doubt, he took away his speech. Right. Yeah. He said, how can this be? I'm old. My wife is old. And he had plenty of examples in the Bible. He had Hannah in the temple. He had, he had it, that had never had a baby and was, had, had a child. He had, it had Sarah that it would, it was way, almost, a, almost 100 years old, over 90 years old when she had Isaac. And here this little woman had to believe something that never happened. A woman having a baby without knowing a man. She said, how shall these things be, my Lord? I want you to understand something. That was not a question of doubt. That was like, help me just to understand. Help me to know how you're going to do this because I know I can't do this. I know I cannot make my body change. I know I cannot receive a child without knowing a man. It's, It's scientifically impossible. He said, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee and the holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Watch her now. She didn't question that. She said, behold, the hands made unto the Lord be it unto me. Be it unto me according to what you have said. According to thy word, what you have spoken, be it unto me. Come on, do we have any marriage here tonight It said, Lord, you said it. Now be it unto me. You said by my stripes you're healed. Be it unto me. According to thy word, I believe what you say. If we could just do that, he says, That's what God loves. That's the only way to get right with God is to take him at his word. That's the only way there is to please God is to take him and don't trust your knowledge. You'll reason it all. How can this be done? It can't be done. And when you reason, you lose the victory. We must cast down reasons and believe what God said is the truth. Mary took him at his word and he changed the whole course of natural life for her. He will change the course of your life tonight if you'll take him at his word. Hallelujah. If you're a sinner, he will straighten that crooked life out. If you're vile and immoral, he'll make you pure as a lily. If you'll just take him at his word, that vile conscience of sin that makes you look at immoral things and use the name of the Lord in vain, half-tempered enough to fight a buzzsaw, he'll change that course of life for you if you'll just take him at his word. If you have cancer tonight, he'll change that for you and bring you health. It's in all. (laughs) He's the Lord God that heals all the diseases. If you have tuberculosis or sickness of any kind that the doctors cannot help, he will change that for you if you take him at his word. And this is his word. I am the Lord thy God that heals all. Somebody say all. All All thy diseases. At they being unto me, here I am, Lord. At thy word. What you have said, I believe. Let it be done. As soon as the angel had told her about her cousin and she accepted the Lord's will to be done, the only thing she knew would happen is the Holy Spirit was gonna do it. If we could only get that settled in our hearts. How can cancer be cured when the doctors give up? It's not to me to try to figure out. It's to take the word of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that made the promise, He's the one that confirms the promise, He's the one that's obligated to the promise. I want you you to notice another little thing about Mary. She didn't wait till she was positive. Well, I just wait till I feel a little movement, and then I'll say something about it. No, she didn't wait. She didn't wait till she felt life or some physical sign that she was going to have this baby before she said anything bad. God's Word was good enough. When's God's Word going to be good enough to us? That's going to be enough. It's going to be the final say. It's going to be the period. It's going to be the everything. It's going to be the absolute. It's going to be the all. It's gonna be the end all, it's gonna be nothing after it, God's word, and that's it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This is what he said. He is obligated to that word. The word was good enough for her, and she started rejoicing right away. Yes, Hallelujah. Yeah. Mary could have waited till she had some sign. Feel a leg poke over here that she was gonna be a mother. Feel a little swelling going on, something happening. She could have waited until she had signs. Hello. That's the way we want We want signs first, then we'll believe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fell right off right over there somewhere. We want signs first, then we will believe. We want something happening, you know, some physical thing to happen. Well, I feel better, so I believe God healed me. No, that has nothing to do with it. You may go home and 72 hours later, you feel more sick than you ever felt. Does that mean God didn't heal you? But too many people have allowed, amen, their feelings to dictate their belief. They've allowed, well, I feel good today, I'm healed. I don't feel good today, I'm sick. It don't matter, none of that happened, none of that matters. What matters is his word. You could wait till after the meeting's over until you feel, you could move your crippled leg just a little better, you could hear a little better out of a deaf ear, or cancer seemed to be it wasn't bothering you so much. That's not taking God as his word. To take God as his word is to hear his word, accept it, and start rejoicing. Come on somebody, amen, to hear it, accept it, and start rejoicing. And say, it is done. He said we could have 500, remember he's talking to St. Angelo Tabernacle, he said we could have 500 rush to the altar tonight, which would be a good sign that a revival is breaking out. We don't have to have a 500 at an altar, we just have to take God at his word and start rejoicing. Amen. Come on somebody, take God at his word and start rejoicing. Something will happen that brings the word to life is when we water it with praises. Come on, somebody. I ain't got nothing in my bank account, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to praise God anyhow. I don't feel good tonight. That matters none. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord anyhow because he has done great things for me. Hallelujah. He healed my body. He saved my soul. (laughs) Hallelujah. I ain't got one sign my son's coming home. But I'm going to rejoice anyhow. I'm going to praise God no matter what. Amen. That rejoicing begins to water the word. What makes the seed grow? Water. Well, this his word. Thank you, Mr. Angel. Thank you. I'll go home and think about that. I've got, and before you could even think about it, you thought about something else. <laughs> Mercy. Our minds are so busy anymore, you can't even think about what you're thinking about. <laughs> That's pretty good right there. Uh, before you even thought about it, you hadn't thought about 500 other things. And you forgot what you was thinking about. How many times... I, how many times you walked to go get something before you got there, you forgot what you went to walk for? Yes. It don't just happen to old people. It happens to everybody anymore. Our minds are on all kinds of stuff. i never forget. I'll tell one of brother, Tim. He used to go in a room and I started doing the same thing. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because you hope that by the time you hit the letter, you remember what it was. <laughs> H, oh, your hammer, that's right. (laughs) Because our minds are on all kinds of things. (laughs) I just texted back Brother David Mayer today. He texted me back Thursday. Last week, I believe it was, if I looked at it correctly, and he asked me when our October meetings was. You know what I did? I went to go get the date for him, and before I got the date, I thought about something else, and I ain't remembered him no more. Until I went today to send him another text, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, brother David, the uh, the meetings are October the tenth to the thirteenth. You listening?
1: <laughs> and I said, but then
0: I ask him other question. Listen, our minds are so fed up with other stuff. Yes. Satan is a he's a, he's 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 made this age, and so we get into that. Well, I, I thank you, thank you, Mr. Angel, thank you, thank you. I, I think that's a pretty good word. I I think that's all right. I I just go home and. Think about it. That wasn't what Mary did. She didn't think about it. Because She would have thought about it. She would thought, wow, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's not about you doing it. It's about what he's done. It's about him taking, it, taking the reins and him operating in your life. The only thing you've got to do, you know, the only thing you've got to do when he has it in his word is to believe it and to accept it and to rejoice over it. Did I read that right? Let me go back and see if I can find that. Hear his word, accept it, and start rejoicing. It ain't figure it out and make all the X's mine. It ain't algebra. It ain't geometry. It ain't none of that. It ain't nothing you gotta figure out. God has already got the answer. He's already got it he knows exactly how he's going to fulfill it. The only thing you've got to do is say, yes, Lord, I've heard it. I accept it and I praise you for it. I thank you right now for my healing. I thank you right now for my son and my daughter. I thank you right now for the salvation of my children. I thank you right now. When Jesus told them to wait in the upper room, in Jerusalem, until they was due with power on high, that word fell on their ears. They was in that temple continually praising God day and night. What were they doing? Watering the promise. This is why Satan's always against our praise. Well, you got the word. Well, you're supposed to water the word. That's what I hear prophets say. And it watered that promise. And all of a sudden there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house that were setting. The word was being watered, amen. Amen. And it took life and started going. If you want a revival, start watering the word. It's a promise. That makes me feel religious right now. I want to come out of the wheelchair, start watering the word. I want to come out of cancer, start watering the word. He heals cancer. He heals all our sickness. Thousand times, thousands of infallible proofs we've seen. And even in our day, we've seen proofs. Mary started quickly testifying. She's gonna have this baby. How was she gonna have it? She'd never know a man. There was never such things ever happened before, but she just took God's word as what it meant what he said it and she believed it and began to rejoice if each person in here tonight that's bound with sin in your lives will just take him at his word and start rejoicing because Jesus said he that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out Woo, Jesus that's a lot to rejoice about there amen you come to him he's not going to cast you out amen you ask for bread he's not going to give you a stone Amen. amen you ask and you shall receive She was so happy about it, so happy that God had permitted her to be the one to fulfill this promise. (laughs) Come on now. Why are y'all in your wowsy, wowsy woos when God has permitted you? He's permitted you to be the bride in this last day. Not be out in some denominational snare somewhere or in some sin pot somewhere, but he's approved of you and he's called you by name and he's pulled you out of sin and he's pulled you out of unbelief. He's pulled you out of the world and he said, you're mine. He didn't leave you where he found you. He didn't leave you in that darkness. He didn't leave you in that pit of despair, but he reached down. And the devil thought he had you down far enough. But it wasn't too far that he couldn't reach down and grab a hold of you and pick you up. But not only has he picked you up, he's washed you, he's cleaned you. And not only has he done that, he has filled you with his own life. There's something to rejoice about. He allowed you to fulfill this. He was so happy about it. She was so happy. Sometimes when you're going in the middle of it, it's hard to be happy. So happy that God had permitted her to let a firsthand miracle be performed on her. She was so happy to hear about her husband, her cousin Elizabeth, that she took off and began to run to see her six months she'd been with child pretty well worried about it the little baby had been promised her an old age six months and there was no life in that little baby yet that's altogether unnormal for about three or four months life appears but it was six months and there was no life and Elizabeth had hid herself because yeah. she didn't see it being fulfilled yeah. somehow down in her heart she believed though in her fearful condition that if God had given a promise to Zachariah, her husband, a just man, she prayed for this baby and signs were showing and she knitted the little booties to get ready. That's it. That's exactly what you do. Make ready for it. Hallelujah. I'm not making this up. That's a direct quote. Get ready for it. Tonight, get your blanket off your body. Get your foot on the floor. Get ready. Come on out of the wheelchair. Come on off the bed. Make ready for it. Come out of your doldrums. Come out of your unbelief. Come out of your depression. Come out of your fear. and the un- Come out of it. Let's get ready for it. Told my wife the other day, I said, I'm so sick of being depressed. She said, that's good news come on somebody if you're sick of being sick that's good news if you're sick of being bound that's good news if you're sick of that old devil that's trying to hold at you that's good news make ready for it you're coming out make ready for it you're leaving that place and you're going on to the promises of God Brother Brown tells about a man in South Africa. Never had a pair of shoes on his feet in his life. Been back in the jungles, born with deformed feet. He came walking up through the prayer line, clubbing his little feet along. Had a shoebox under his arm. Woo! How many tonight come walking in here with your promise? Hallelujah. Had a shoebox under his arm. Amen, here he's clubbing along. They said, what in the world is in there? He said, a pair of shoes. What do you expect to do them? I'm going to wear them. <laughs> when the service was over, he had those shoes on, running down the yard just as hard as he could go, praising God, what did he do? He took God at his word. He said so much, and when he was asked, he said, I've seen others come up crippled and go home healed. I've seen others that were blind that can see. God won't turn me down. Oh, Jesus. If we can get that revelation tonight, God won't turn you down. God won't turn you down. God won't turn you down. Ask, and you shall receive. But walk in here with your promise. What you got? My promise? Why you got it? Because I believe it. And I know he's going to perform what he said he would do. God won't turn me down. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, Mary knew God wouldn't turn her down either. Put your spiritual thinking caps on for a minute. He said, if there was ever a tie in the church of God that needs some more Marys, it's today. Take God at his word. She didn't wait till she was positive. She didn't, was going to have this child. She, she didn't wait till she felt life before she said anything about it. She, didn't, she just started testifying. She started telling people she's going to have this baby and there wasn't one sign of it. God, give us some more marriage. Don't wait for a sign. Don't wait for a wonder. It'll come. Take God at his word. And start rejoicing, saying it's going to happen. Why? God said so. He said, I believe if every patient in this building right now would accept that upon God's, on the grounds of God's word and believe it and start testifying and praising God for your healing, this meeting would not close with one crippled person in here. God is under obligation. God give us some more marriage down here in Cleveland. That'll take God at his word and testify about it before it even happens. Notice she took God at his word. God said she's going to have a baby. She told it, told it by an angel. That was good enough for her. He said, well, I need an angel. We had an angel. It was the seventh angel. This is the word that I'm preaching to you tonight. It's out of the mouth of the angel. And he's needing a marriage that says, be it unto me according to thy word. I believe it. I don't care what doubts arise. I don't care what the critic says what or this preacher says that. It has nothing to do with it. I'm just going to rejoice and water the word and watch it grow. It's what we're called to do. That's who we are. (laughs) It is the time for faith. It is the time to believe. So when you follow the commandments of God and take God at his word, these signs shall follow them that believe. So you don't have to worry about the signs, they're behind you. They're coming. Brother Danny Steeman done that analogy there at youth camp. Maybe some of y'all remember. Put a couple of young guys behind him called si- Signs and Wonders. And he just showed you. You're a believer, wherever you go, signs and wonders follow you went all over the place and they're following right behind him that's what they do because you are who you are <laughs> these signs shall follow them that believe God sent gifts and everything else to prove to us that he's with us and we lay hands on you and believe it with all your heart Get off the, go off the platform and you say it's a finished work God said so you say well you're paralyzed can't even move a finger I'm already healed how do you know God said so Brother Branham said so. No, I never said so. God said so. God's word is true and nothing can stop it. Come on now, let's put it out there. Cancer cannot stop it. It's against the people of God. We got brother Ron Spencer. We got sister Jeannie Camp. We got brother Joel C. That's in the middle of a battle and many others no doubt, but cancer cannot stop it. Amen. When a Mary says, Be it unto me according to thy word, it is finished. Yes. It is done. I wish we had more Marys here now. Behold, the hands made of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. She never questioned. The other thing, she never waited till she felt life. She never waited till she felt positive. She didn't wait till she seen. Seeing that something ceased by her. Glory. That's good enough when God said so, that settles it. The word was good enough. Behold, the handsmaiden of the Lord beat unto me according to thy word and start rejoicing. Amen. And start rejoicing. When you believe the impossible. If the doctor says you got cancer and you're dying, you got to believe the impossible to see new life take hold on you. If the doctor says you'll never walk, you got to believe the impossible to see new life come into you, new life in them fibers. Oh God, bring forth a hand, bring forth a new arm, bring forth new lungs, bring forth a new stomach. Whatever it is, God will do it if you take him at his word. He is the one that said, let there be. And the very thing we're sitting on was not seen before. The very sun we admire today was not seen before. It was made out of things that was not seen. So if he could do that, and we walk around on this thing all day, we don't think nothing about it. But it's a very creative word of God that spoke something out of nothing. And that sun we look at and the moon we look at and the stars we look at and we think, wow, that's amazing. Sometimes we take a moment to pause up and say, wow. The other night they had a beautiful, it was a beautiful uh, meteor shower that went over. Beautiful, man, it was going over. It was incredible. It's amazing what God did out of nothing. It was nothing. Nothing times, nothing times, nothing, 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 nothing. And he said, let there be. And it was. And we look at it every day and don't think nothing about it. It's so common. It's just an everyday occurrence, the sun comes up. It's been coming up for thousands of years, Brother Timothy. What's the big deal? That's the spoken word of God. That is a sign to you that his word works. Every day. How much more could that God who created something out of nothing create a new liver? Check, he's done that. Create a new heart? Check, he's done that. Create a new stomach? Check, he's done that. Come on now, create a new pancreas. Check, he's done that. Amen. He's the creator. Yes. And he does things out of nothing. But all he wants is someone to say, be it unto me. Yes. At thy word. At thy word. I'm just going to take you at what you said. Yes. I want not have to figure it all out. I don't have to add it all up. You said I could have the Holy Ghost. I accept it. I let my life just die out and say, Lord, take me. I take you, Lord, as my king and my Lord. Be it unto me. It's not algebra. It's not geometry. It's dying out and saying, be it unto me. At thy word, we need some more Marys that'll just look that angel in the face and say, I don't know how all this is going to happen, but it doesn't matter how. All that matters is you said. And that's thy word. Go back to those disciples for a moment. They're sitting on their stump. Fished all night. Discouraged? Yeah, they were discouraged. Wanted to give up. They knew how to fish, there's fish. There's fishermen. They wasn't somebody who just bought a boat and decided to go fishing. It's what they did. Right. And they knew all the tricks. They knew when there bite, and They knew all the things, that, how to throw a net, how to do, how to hang it, how to do. And here they stumped. And they're like, man, we just done this all night long and didn't get one fish. We tried everything we could and didn't get one thing. And as they're sitting there, one of them said, well, here comes that preacher guy. Let's see what he's going to say. He said, I can see that old apostle get a chunk and sit down and begin to listen. He said, man, there's something different about this fellow. He moves his chunk of stump a little closer until he's finally standing right beside him. Because there was something about him that drew him to Jesus. There's something about Jesus that drew him. He said he still got the same power. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. We were just talking about this the other day. Brother Jeremy Erskine is not here. He's up up there now with his wife at Brother Ben Pruitt's church. But he was saved there at a youth camp. We're just going back through it again with someone the other day. He was talking about how the first night he just sat on the very back as far as he could get nearly. But Tim and instructed the, the gator patrols, we call them the deacons, not to say anything because normally we try to keep the young people up. But we, we knew he was a special, special guy. Wasn't there because he wanted to, He's there because his uncle tricked him, let's just be honest. Said, hey, you wanna go camping? So he's going camping, shows up in a youth camp. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do to get him there before the Lord. I admire that. So he did. He had a, see, what happened was, and let's just put it out very plainly, something had come on Brother Jeff's heart for him. And when something comes on somebody's heart, God's about to do something. And the first night, he's all the way in the back and as the services progress, he's, he's getting closer and getting closer and getting closer till he's sitting nearly on the front row, if not the front row, until that Saturday morning when he gave his heart to God to be changed from that time forevermore. If I be lifted up, If I be lifted up, this is what the preaching of the word does. It's lifting him up out of history. It's lifting him up off the pages of the Bible and showing you he is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, I will draw all men unto me. And here he is being lifted up and is drawing Peter closer and closer and closer. The crowd got so great, he stepped on the boat and Peter said to Peter thrust out a little bit I want to preach a while stood there and began to preach a while then after he got through he borrowed Simon's boat he never borrows anything unless he pays for it you can't outgive God he said now Simon I want you to thrust out into the deep launch out he said I'd like to speak on that just for a moment launch out That's what the trouble with people's faith is tonight. You're afraid to turn it loose. Come on somebody, there's many of you that's got faith but you're afraid to let it loose. Your faith without works is dead just as the body without the spirit is dead. If you got faith, show me your faith by your works. Now, Paul was justifying Abraham by faith. James justified him by works. Paul said Abraham was justified, Romans four, by faith. So James come over and said he justified works by both of them, one confirmed the other. Paul was speaking what God saw his faith. Jesus, James was speaking what man saw his works. So if you say, I got faith in God and afraid to put your faith to work, it's not good. You have to launch it out. Amen. That's what's the matter. Well, many of people are afraid to launch out. You're afraid to venture a little bit just to say, well, I can. I can do all things with Christ who strength. Amen. Look at him. He said, hey, launch out into the deep. <laughs> you see somebody jumping up and down in about four foot of water saying they can swim. You know they can't swim. They ain't proved nothing. I don't care how much they say they can swim. But you get them in over their heads. You get them in over their heads. Amen. It'll, 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 it'll determine right then if they can swim or if they're gonna drown. This is what Brother Branham talked about. He said, "He said, you've got to launch out. You've got to get out deep enough. Amen. What was the, one of the problems going off of this? One of the prophets in the Old Testament said, I, I was water's ankle deep. And then all the way. And then we got into waters to swim in. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. God wants to take you further and further and further until you don't have no more support under you. Yeah. You can't support yourself no more. You can't do nothing about it no more. You don't know you just flop around all you want to, but on your own, you can't do nothing about it. So he takes you out in places that you will know when you get there, this has nothing to do with me. It's all about him. And he took Peter to a place that he knew. I know there's no fish here. I done tried it on my own. It's impossible. Launch out the deep and let down for the drought. Well, Lord, we fished all night. Well, I've tried so many services. I've tried so many times, Lord. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. That's right, you tried. Now he's telling you, go on out a little deeper. Throw down your net. Peter looks at all of that and he says, but at thy word, at thy word, I'm going to let down the net. And he lets down the net. He said, see, there's a secret at thy word, taking God at his word. Just face value. What he said, it's what he said take it at his word if there was no fish there God will put a fish there he did do it the same net that went through the water all night long and caught nothing (laughs) I went through the service after service after service and I caught nothing but when God said put it right there and tonight you may have sang through every doctor's office you may have sang through every healing meeting you may have sang through every service but tonight at thy word Lord I put it on the net that's the way it is at thy word I'm going to let it down because you told me if I ask anything in your name there you would do it and I believe it to be the truth and I'm letting it down at your command don't be afraid ask a whole lot see it wasn't Jesus' desire to give him two fish well, that's why we, we, you know, our, our minds, we think, well, i just get a little bit, that'll be it. No, big things are as easy to ask for as little things. Because with God, nothing, there's no difference between a big thing and a little thing. It's all the same to him and just as easy to perform. It does not matter if it's a toothache or if it's cancer. It doesn't matter if it's sin or whatever it is. Amen, a little thing, big thing, that has nothing, that's, that's only in our own human intellect. We add things up how we think they ought to go. First place, second place, third place, fourth place. God doesn't do any of that. It's all the same to him. He just says, ask and ye shall receive. You may have tried time after time, but you have not because you ask not. And you ask not because you believe not. Ask and you shall receive. And we'll let down for the draw. He said, I seen that little apostle running the big saying out in the water, getting ready. And when he began to pull on that net, he made a couple of pulls, there was nothing. And while something was beginning to tug, it began to hold, just let off, let down one time and try. A little effort, you might not feel much. A second effort you might not feel much. Maybe several efforts will happen, but after a while, a tug, something will happen. Something's on the other end of the line. Hallelujah. Something's on the end of the line. God will put a fish there. God will fill your net if you will ask him and believe. Hallelujah. How many has a need tonight? How many needs God to answer something tonight? How many needs healing tonight? How many needs deliverance tonight? Whatever you have need of, I say in the name of Jesus, pick up your net and go out and put it down for the catch. Because tonight you're going to receive what you've been asking for. I believe it tonight because God put it on my heart and if it wasn't on my heart, he wouldn't be ready to do something. But God's ready to do it. If you're ready to ask, if you're ready to believe, If you're ready to say, yes, Lord, I'm launching out. And I'm going to start rejoicing. I'm going to start believing. I'm going to start praising. I'm going to start thanking God. I'm going to start giving God glory. I don't feel a thing. It don't matter. I don't see a thing. It don't matter. I know he said it. And I believe it. Here I am, Lord. At Thy word, be it unto me. (laughs) Come on now, do we have some Mary's that'll start rejoicing? You start watering that word, right now ask. Right now ask. Ask what you need. I'll tell you what I'm asking for. I'm asking for healing for Ron Spencer. I'm asking healing for my wife. I'm asking healing for the the demons of cancer that has come against Sister Jeannie and Brother Joel. That's what I'm asking for tonight. Hallelujah. At thy word, Lord, I cast the net and I believe that there's gonna be a catch. Woo! Hallelujah. And I'm gonna start thanking you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the healer. Thank you are the deliverer. Thank you that this word is yay and amen and it's a solid foundation and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, but we shall see miracles we shall see giants fall we will walk on water hallelujah and even if I don't see you working I know you're still working even if I don't feel it I don't see it it has nothing to do with it I know you are the same yesterday today and forever come on Mary praise God right now praise God right now let me worship the Lord. Give him glory, all you people. Amen. Don't let it go Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't do all the praising for you. You got to do it. Come on now. Water that word. Water with your praises water with the glories to God hallelujah. and the blessed thou be thou son of David that's had mercy on me and you met my name bless your holy name Hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah Jesus we love you father we praise you almighty God Hallelujah, you ain't felt a tug yet, keep tugging. Amen, there's gonna be some fish on the end of that line. Amen, keep tugging, keep working it. Keep saying, Lord, I still believe you. Doesn't matter what my senses declare. Doesn't matter what my sight declare. Doesn't matter what my hearing says. It matters not. What matters is your word. And I take you at your word. Because you sent your word and you healed it. Brother Timothy, I got a skin condition. Don't matter. All that matters is his words, you're healed. Brother Timothy, I got tumors, don't matter. All that matters is your word, the word of God, you're healed. Brother Timothy, my sons and daughters are out there, doesn't matter. What matters is the word says you'll be there and your offspring with you. Hallelujah. Brother me that I feel so unworthy. I feel so down. It doesn't matter what you feel like tonight. His word has made you a Mary. He's called you by name. And he sent his word. And he's healed you tonight. He's delivered you, he set you free. The musicians, come. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Father. Your word is truly one. It's a season for faith. Will somebody believe? (laughs) Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him now. Water that word with our praises. Lift him up. Can we sing that song, Mighty You Are? Mighty You Are. Yes, Lord. Let's just tell him who he is. Yes, Jesus.
1: Forever. Oh, yeah. Righteous you are.
0: trouble. He's greater than my heartache. He's greater than it all. Oh, little bride, lift your hands up. Give God praise. Let your heart sing. Let your heart sing right now. God, you're so great. it's so wonderful. You're so mighty. you so good. You're so wonderful. Jehovah Jireh. You're Jehovah Raphael with Jehovah Shammah you're more than enough and oh God thou art my God and you won't turn me down I said he won't turn you down ask him and you shall receive seek him and you shall find him knock and it shall be open to you he's a great God Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you,
0: we thank you, Lord. I let you be seated, Sister Jessica. Can you put the needs up on the overhead? We are in this service again in prayer. Ask, and you shall receive. Yes. Seek, and you shall find. Yes. Knock, and it shall yes. be opened to you. Ask for big things. Yes. Ask for God to do what he said yes. he would do. Amen. And brothers, you can put on some music. If you feel led, you can go just spend a little time in prayer. Thanking the Lord.